Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, hello. 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 Is there anyone Hi. Else? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> this show is sponsored by Pay for Pay Sponsor. And you are listening to Kellen of the O'Kellen clan. And there's a rye. And if you are a drug free athlete looking for a solid foundation to stand upon with both your pixie piggles, piggy's feet, <laughs> and are looking for a vehicle <laughs> to drive your goes like what that arise. Like a Mack truck through ice cream with chocolate. Right, so with all kinds of snickerdoodle ghibli bits. Yeah. All kinds. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Get us out at com. And now, let us chit-chat with a banter. Hello, Detroit. Hello. Hello, Kaylin O. Patterson. You know, so what show, I, I feel like I've lost track. What show is on your competition roster coming up next? The North American. The North American. And where is that going to be and when? In Chicago. It's going to be August 3rd. <laughs> so that's coming up, dude, in about three weeks yeah, or so. How dude, are you feeling? Coming up. So I, I, I got to get skinny. That's what I know. You got to get skinny? You know what? I got to get, get skinny. I got to get skinny, too. So I think, I think there's a whole lot of getting skinny going on here. But uh, you might be get, ahead of the get, curve. Get, get <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, so the North American is kicking off on August 3rd, and, and that's our next Get Skinny Goal. Well, that's your next Get Skinny Goal. I've got a little more time to get skinny. Um but there week. are a lot of shows. One week. Yeah, One week. After the week after that, you got to be ready. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But uh, that's okay. I will take all the time that I can get. All of it. All, all of, of it. it. All of it. Actually, all of okay, it. Hold on, Dan. So, hold on. Hold on. Hold uh, on. Uh, uh oh. I, I, this one's uh, from Jennifer, my, my sister. She's picking <laughs> up. Uh, she's saying, Kaylin, you had better own up to your sobriety and fess up on air. And I'm not scared to do so. 15 years clean, marking today. So Yay! No Yay! Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. That is awesome. Yeah. 15 years today. That is awesome. Congratulations, Kaylin Patterson. That is quite the milestone. Yes, yes, it is. I was trying to kill myself, and I was on a good road to do so. Yeah. You know, we could go off on a tangent about road construction. I've known a few to be on that path, but you know what? I'm not going to derail us from our show tonight because we have a show about forward progress tonight. But before we get there and introduce yes, our guest, because you will hear her turning for Kaylin, so she is ready. I was talking about how many shows are in August, but I'm glad you brought up the sobriety. But I'm going to move on real quick because there's just a couple that I want to announce. So August 3rd, we got the North American, Kaylin Patterson. Now, is that yep. an INBA, NBA? Yes, it is. Yes. All right. So could be a possible yes. qualify, quali, quali, qualifier. qualification for the Olympia qualifier. I'm sorry. My youngest is wanting to light off a small firecracker. She's asking me if she could go outside. There's nothing wrong with that. Hopefully she's not, not starting well. any fire. <laughs> and so followed by that on the 10th is the uh, OCB Skyview Classic in uh, Terrace Illinois. Yep. So there's that. So back to back peak weeks for uh, 
Kaylin Patterson. And then in August also, 31st, rounding out the end of the month, is the NANBF Windy City and the IPE Pro Elite Windy City. Yes. So, wow, three shows in one month. That is absolutely fantastic. That is crazy, but it's absolutely fantastic. And there are a ton more shows going on in August. So don't by any means feel like that's all that there is going on. But those are just a couple that I uh, wanted to highlight. So that's all I have to say about that. Um, So, Carolyn Patterson, tell us about our guest tonight. Set us up. Uh, she has been an amazing woman, and she's done some amazing things. And then she got on stage. So you know, there's a there's a lot that goes into our lives, and I think she's the best example of being able to share it because it's still so fresh and so new to her because she's just done it. So please introduce yourself, and please tell us some of your backstory, and please leave a gap in it so Des can ask you the rest. <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm going now. Okay, um, yes, okay. ma'am. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm Angel Brazil, and uh, yeah. yeah, I just did my first um, OCB show here in Virginia, the OCB Colonial Open, and uh, it was a goal I've had for about four years. I started my fitness journey a long time ago, like 2006, but uh, when I started lifting, I had a lot of friends that competed and. I kind of made that a goal for myself and said I wanted to get on stage. And it took four years for me to get fully ready. And, yeah, um, after 2006 to now, 85 pounds down, and first nice. show was done. All right. So first-time competitor. It took you – and I'm yep. glad – you know, I'm actually glad that it took you that long to prepare for your first show because sometimes I feel like our listeners feel like, Oh, you know, a year and I should be ready, but that's, you know, that's not the case for everyone. Sometimes, you know, the journey to the stage is longer for some individuals and sometimes it's shorter, but you know, the crux of the matter is that whatever the length of the journey is, as long as you get there, that's really all that matters. So, um, and I know our listeners are going to want to learn more about, you know, how all of this, um, you know, occurred <laughs> step by step of the brief synopsis okay. that you gave us. But was there any point in that four-year time period where you just kind of felt like everything I said just set aside that, man, this is carrying on forever. I don't know if I'm going to get there. Actually, I mean, a few times, like more than a few times. I, um, you know, I started work with my coach, I I guess it's been two or three years ago and, you know, we set a date for the, my first show. We set that timeline. And like you said, we, we set a year and I just couldn't make it with my son. You know, my son has special needs. He has cerebral palsy and um, he requires 24 hour care. So I just, I couldn't get to the gym. I was working out at home, but it wasn't enough. And, you know, my stress factor was just through the roof. So no matter what I did, my body just was not responding to anything, anything prep related. And it really, it really kind of got to me. I felt really defeated. I almost, I almost gave up like every week, <laughs> every week. I think I call, was calling my, my coach, Amira Spielman. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And um, she would just show me my pictures. And she was like, this is where you came from. This is where you came from. And um, we finally got to a good point, got to a good place, had a show done, had registered. And four weeks out, literally four weeks out, my son had a massive seizure. And um, oh, I, had, I had to stop. I, I had to cancel everything. Um, and I was with OCB for that show as well. And I messaged them. And... I mean, they just rallied behind me. Everyone rallied behind me. My my opposing coach, Marjorie Thrash, um, who's a promoter out here. Um, Big name. I got emails. Big name. I, yeah, I got emails from all of them. I was blown away. And she's like, you know, we're behind you. When you're ready, let you know. They transferred me to this show, and it just all fell into place for the show. And it was it ended up being perfect. 
you know, they, they also, the same thing that you just did, they're like, it's just not the right time. You know, it's life happens. Mm -hmm. We know you put in the work and you feel like you're not going to make it, but there's more shows. There's always more shows. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. And thank you so much for sharing that. I know our listeners um, were wondering the same thing that I was, you know, Cassandra and Bethany, just to name a few, but um, that, I mean, it's good just to hear because what I hope the message that's coming across through all of that, guys, is that, you know, you just got to keep going and persevere. So I don't think we covered this. If we missed it, um, forgive me, but Angel is a single mom on top of this, and she's got more than one child, um, especially the one with the special needs. So a lot going on there, but yet you still have the drive to you know, keep going and see it through. What do you think it was that pushed you the most not to give up? Because like you said, you faced that temptation, you know, on a regular basis. And then after that, you know, stroke with your son, that probably seemed like a really major setback at the time. What made you just hop back on the bus and, you know, see it through to your destination? Um, it kind of transformed. It, it started as being just about my kids it's when I decided to not only you know go on my my fitness journey and and be healthier for myself it was because I needed to because I couldn't I couldn't pick my own child up to to transfer him and take care of him and then once I reached that goal you know I said well I can't just stop because if I stop then I'm going to I'm going to go back to where I was so I I started learning more and then getting stronger and then and then other people started reaching out to me, other women especially who were on their own journeys, not necessarily to compete but just to feel better about themselves. Maybe they had maybe they were caregivers. A lot of my clients are caregivers. We have a lot of elderly in my community, so I have clients who care for elderly parents or um, relatives and they were feeling the same things that I was feeling and I was sharing it on social media and it just kind of blossomed from that. And then when I felt like, especially that last show, that last time when I had to cancel a show and I was so close, I really, really, really felt like giving up and my clients were who actually ended up turning that around because they, they wanted to see it happen because they, I guess they felt connected. You know, they felt like it was a goal. And you don't they have wanted to guess. me to achieve it for myself, yes. huh? And you don't have to guess. They they wanted you to get naked, yes. Right, right. They so I've they've and they've been there. You know, they I had a client come to the show and coworkers. So it was it was probably the most amazing experience of my life those two days. Wow. Um. I. I I'm. Yes, yes, and yes. Um, this is coming from how I like I like the way you said it, and I don't want to try to put it in words. I just want to read it as what it's saying. And he says, you know, that's an amazing thing what your guest has done. But at some point, there has to be that getting to the E level of of basically mental fatigue and anguish, because you're basically giving to so many others. Right. How do you make the balance and how do you keep the connection to stay driven aside from having others support you? Ooh, <laughs> that took some learning. Um, that took, that took some removing a lot of negativity, um, putting, putting my, putting my kids and me first. So I had to, I had to, you try to find the balance of I want to do this for myself, but I'm also, you know, I'm also a trainer now, so I have to I have to help my clients Uh-oh. and motivate them. Awesome. But I I had to I just had to find I had to find that balance for myself. It took it took me a long time. It took me it took probably took me a couple of years to to learn how to to do that. And I do set aside. So the mornings are my time. I wake up, I wake up probably at four in the morning for the simple fact of I want to drink my coffee alone in my room with no one around me so I can just gather my thoughts <laughs> for the day and read and meditate 
and that's my hour of me time. Like, that's my self-care. If I don't get that in the morning, I am the worst person ever. But, you know, that's important because I think you've heard us talk about this on the show before. It's, it's really hard to pour out of an empty cup. And if you don't take care of yourself, how can you be any earthly good to anyone else? So um, <laughs> Jake says, I don't drink coffee, but I feel her pain. And there you have it. <laughs> so sometimes you need that me time, whether it's like Angel to drink your coffee, if you pray, you meditate, you read, uh, maybe you listen to some motivational readings, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is to get you in the right frame of mind to start your day off on the right foot. I mean, that's an important thing. And it's just as important as sleep and eating and exercise and all of that great stuff to keep you motoring um, in the fashion that you should. And so I kind of have a question. It it kind of does and doesn't dovetail with what you've been talking about, but I'm sure it's definitely a part of your just daily considerations when you are trying to prioritize your time. And Jacob is asking, was there any guilt felt with leaving your children and your special needs child to work out and compete? Ooh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, especially, especially when I first started, um, I, I tried to, so I didn't leave my kids just to work out. I always scheduled my workout when I was already away. So if I was, if at the time I had um, an office job when I first started, so I would, I would work out during my lunch breaks or, um, if I in between clients or something like that, I would do it. You know, during that time, I tried to to always um, tried to always do that. And then there were times I would take take my kids with me. Um, now it's even easier because I I train and work at the gym. So again, I kind of I kind of schedule my time to work out around them, but I do schedule that time. You know, I make sure that this, you know, this is my workout time and this is planned. But if there's, of course, something with the kids, that's going to take precedence. So, you know, you have to, you have to be able to, to make those decisions and kind of juggle that. And it is, it is very difficult. Um, it all, it really did all come to a culmination and come together when I actually was able to do the show. I think a lot of people got to see the positivity that was there and the camaraderie and the support and it it even changed a couple of my friends kind of changed their perception of of the sport and bodybuilding and I have a few friends that want to compete now too just because they had seen so many other people getting uplifted and they had the transformation division so that that really made it even better so mm-hmm. I think I think just once everything once the show happened, it was like everything else just fell into place. Like family, friends, anyone that didn't quite understand what was going on, they they saw it. They got to see it. Yeah, and that's. I mean, and I think that's an important question, just from the simple point of view that I don't think you should feel guilty about no. pursuing goals and or you know, challenging yourself, especially if it's to get healthy and to stay healthy, you know. And I know that there are probably a lot of moms and maybe even some dads that struggle with it, but I feel like as long as you're not doing it at the expense of everything else, I don't think you should have to feel guilty. And, you know, if there are folks out there that are feeling that, I'm I'm just going to tell you right now, stop it. I don't know. What do you think, Angel? Caitlin? Um, I agree with that, and I will add this: the one, the one thing that did happen that it took a few years, but my daughter got to see, she got to see that and learn from that. She got to see that you don't give up just because things get hard. You know, she's 15 yeah. now, and there are things that she wants to do. She's she's graduating early. She's she's already starting dual enrollment college courses. She's already in line to go to um, Virginia Tech, and so that's just made her focus on what she wants to do even more. So so much positivity came from it, 
And, yeah, I agree, don't feel guilty. You know, you don't have to explain what your dreams and goals are to other people. It's not their goals. It's your goals. Yes, exactly. Kaylin, thoughts on that? Well, I've always spoken up on behalf of parents because I think a lot of people have invested so much in their kids that they forgot to invest in themselves. And so they basically start living vicariously through their children. And if their children are failing, then they feel that they are a failure. But if the child cannot learn from the parent, then what do they learn? And then the next question is, who do they learn from? So if we're not extending ourselves to our limits and getting better, then how do we teach them what the limit is? And I'm very afraid of people that say, my child is my world. I, I get nervous when I hear that because I say, if that's your world, it's very small. Because you know, mm-hmm. their learning and their minds are being developed by your teaching. And if you're basically letting them run the roost because they're your everything, then sooner or later you're going to run on E because they cannot give what you're looking for. And it, it's very frightening when I hear parents say that of, of any culture or race. It's just, it's, it's just scary to hear that. And I know uh, I get chastised a lot at the gym when I tell people that because they always think that I'm just trying to keep uh, clients uh, or keep people in the gym to keep memberships. But that's the first thing from the truth. If you have no value, how can anyone see your work? And they find that off of what your passions are for you, what your goals are for you. And if children are basically empty vessels being fed by a teacher and they are just a, a constant student, then at some point we have to see ourselves as mentors or role models. And if we don't set the standard or the stage, then who does? And most of the time it's very negative people because they will give them the attention that they crave, but they're not giving it the attention in the correct way. Yep. And there you have it. It's, I mean, it's, it's a sticky wicket. I'm glad, I'm glad, Jacob, you asked that question and that we had the chance to uh, discuss that a little bit. Um, this next question, Samantha, they're just all intrigued on how you're pulling this off, Angel, and I think it's, it's great that you're asking these questions because sometimes we just need to hear from somebody else who's doing it when we're like, how in the heck am I supposed to do it? Um, and so I'm just right. from a girl. Samantha. I'm just a girl. <laughs> <laughs> this one is from Samantha. She's asking, how do you navigate your day and mentally deal with all the people you have in that day, family included? So we know it has to start off with coffee and an hour of me time, but then how, <laughs> else, how else are you getting through that day and all the people in it? Yeah, coffee coffee is important. It, it has to start with that. Um, <laughs> I... I first of all I'm I very much like routine. Um I am not a spontaneous person. I own that about myself. You know, I'm not the girl that's going to spontaneously go on a trip, or, you know, from Illinois to Virginia just to see a show because my friends competing in it Amira. And um <laughs> so I'm <laughs> I stay uh, I try to stay pretty regimented and also with my son and makes it easier on him if he's if he's regimented um and that's yeah it's hard to it's hard to answer i'm i'm a capricorn so i'm really uh i'm really focused on just those things i i get up i go to work i have my my coffee i clean in the mornings i'm not a nighttime person i'm in bed at like nine so (laughs) i try to get everything done huh I, that's my dream to be in bed at nine. It doesn't happen. Oh my kids! Oh. Yeah, even my kids go to bed before nine. It's amazing. It's the most wonderful life. <laughs> so I go. To, I do. I go to bed by nine, but I get it all done in the mornings. Um, my day, like I said, starts at four. I wrap things up between emails and clients and programming around six, and the rest of it is, you know, family time, movie time. And um, yeah, I just try to I try to make sure I I get back to people when I can. I give them realistic time frames. Um, and I think did I answer that fully? <laughs> I forgot what she asked. <laughs> <laughs> she just 
just ask how you deal with everyone um, getting getting through your day. But I think that you uh, that you have covered that. And if not, Samantha, let us know. We'll get more clarification. This well, next and, question is from you. Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say I do sidetrack. Uh, I do sidetrack that negativity. If there's if there's any kind of if there's any kind of negativity in my world, I I got to get rid of it. Yes. Sometimes easier said than done, but yes, let it go. Do not hang yeah. on to that bad. Do not hang on. All right. This next question is from Lana, and she wants to know what made you choose to become a trainer. Um, my own going through my own experiences, and I've always been involved with people. Um, I've always been in the service industry in some way, form or fashion. It's it, what had been in finance and insurance um, before, but when I started, when I actually started working, uh, working out at the gym, I actually didn't start working out at the gym until two years ago. I did all of my workouts from home, and I actually started work with a trainer when my gym, the Fit Club, opened, and my trainer became a friend of mine, and then I just started connecting with people. And then I became certified for P90X Live because I had started with P90X. That's kind of what I did at home. And it just, it just kept growing from there. Um, people were asking for my help, but I wasn't a trainer, so I didn't feel comfortable telling them what to do or helping them with outside of my scope of practice. So I decided to, to become a trainer. And then the fact that my son had a major surgery and I, had, and I lost my job, because of time off kind of propelled that into its own um, actions. I guess God had uh, plans for that to happen quicker than I did. Yeah, you can't argue with that. Um, speaking trainer to trainer, um, I what motivated me was a little bit different because I was the to-myself kind of guy, get in and get out. And if people wanted to be around and see what I was doing, it really didn't matter as long as it didn't get my way. And I was uh, I was quite the gym guy, but I wasn't a, uh, the butthead douchebag fella. But I was being trained by a lot of people because they had an interest in my interest in doing it correctly. And it mm-hmm. just kind of became a systemic thing where everyone was basically pouring into me because I had the will to learn and I had such a hunger right. for it that it was hard not to speak to me because it's like, well, mm-hmm. I see that you're doing this kind of style or this kind of technique, uh, the push-pull, the, the, uh, the, the, you know, the, the science behind it had to make sense. I didn't believe in bro science, and there was a lot of why in my questions. And these guys were asking the question, but because they weren't um, – I don't, I don't know. Because they didn't have the sports background, there was a lot that they couldn't say because people really didn't care if they were asking or not. And I was that guy in the gym, and I I never wanted to be that guy, but I became that guy because I was always trying to learn something more and do better. Because of that, you do gain a wealth of knowledge. And like you said, with a special needs child, there's a lot of things that you're basically living daily. Every single day of your life, you're living it. And so there's not a question as, can it be done? It has to be done. And that takes you to Mm -hmm. a different mindset as well. So in that part, you're already on that road, whether you understood it or not. Then you go to the next level of actually doing the application. Being a caregiver, you're already on that step where, look, you matter. And that, that's a big plus. So now once you get past those steps, what basically kicked you in the behind where you said this can be done aside from basically having a, a need to have a paycheck again? Uh, honestly, I just, I just do. I just, I'm, I'm one of those, I'm one of those that I take, I'll take the negativity or I'll take, I will take a situation that seems dire and I'm going to turn it around. Like I'm that stubborn about it. So if you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to do it. 
I'm going to get a T-shirt and I'm going to take a picture. Like that's that's my attitude. So and it doesn't have to be a person. It could just be life. You know, like like some life life kind of knocked me down. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm going to get up and I'm going to do it again and I'm going to do it more. And that's that's kind of that's my attitude. Like I'm I guess I guess I have that little fighter aspect to me. And that's what it takes, girlfriend. That is what it takes. So tell us about the show itself. So if you've alluded to it, yeah. it's the culmination of everything that brought everything together. So tell us where was the show? When was the show? What was the show? What was your experience at the show? <laughs> we just need we need the whole just deal. Everything. The deal. Everything. Just everything. Yeah, start with Friday everything. morning and end when I ate all the food. Okay. Um, <laughs> it um so it was the the OCB um, Colonial Open. It was in Williamsburg, uh, June 29th. So last week was it a week? Yeah, last week. And um, yeah, it was honestly it was amazing. I I went in. I just went in so happy. I was doing the show. I didn't even care. I really didn't. I just I just wanted to get on the stage. I had been practicing. I had been prepping for this for well over a year. So I had I had actually connected with a lot of people between uh, my posing coach, uh, Tina Johnson. Sorry, I got name dropped, Tina Johnson. My posing coach and <laughs> and then um, and then some some other competitors that I met through posing practices and just going to different gyms and and everything. And James would come with me, my son, and I would bring him with me on some of these trips. So people got to meet James and they connected with him. And so when we got to the show, it it just was it was like a big I don't know it was like a big party. We had fun. I you know I my friend Emily who also did the transformation was with me. My my friend Vicky was with me and. I mean, I just couldn't have asked for the other day. It was almost like it was a girls' weekend. You know, we, I got spray tanned. We did makeup and hair. Um, the venue was beautiful. The <laughs> stage was perfect. I mean, I just, I don't even know what to, I mean, if, I can't, I can't explain or put into words just how much fun it was for me. I even asked the mirror. I was like, I, everyone, everyone looks like they're they're dying. They want to eat. I was like, why are they so sad? I'm, I'm just, I'm just like bouncing around backstage, like, yay! <laughs> now tell us, what category did you compete in? I did figure class A because I'm tiny. I'm short. <laughs> because really? you're short. How tall, how yeah, tall are you? I'm short. I'm I'm five. Two and a half, but I like to round that up to five three. All right, it's just like oh. my oldest daughter. That, that half inch is important, and it is. And it I'm is. Serious about that. It is, and that's if I have tennis shoes on. If I'm flat footed, I'm probably closer to five two. Gotcha, gotcha. And what made you decide to pick figure as your as your debut category to compete in? Uh, that that would be Amira. That's got nothing to do with me. That's got everything to do with what my coach told me to do. And that works too. Kaylin? No. Yeah, yeah, I, I got to go, and we, we got to give a shout-out to Amira because uh, she's been doing a lot of work, and, and, and also she puts her heart into what she does. So I'm sure you guys have had some heart-to-heart conversations so you know, just just talk about how she kept you uh, on the on the train tracks and kept you from derailing, and also what it takes to have good coaching and good support. Um, this is I mean this is easy for me. I've known Amira for 17 years, um, and well actually it's probably been 20 years longer, and we went to school together. So she she knew me. But she didn't know the me, you know, from being an adult. You know, when you go to school with someone and they grow and they have their own life experiences. And I ended up connecting with her because her story and my story and our journeys resonated so much together. And 
when I saw her own transformations and the things that was going on in her life and how they mirrored my own, it just, it just fit so well. And whenever I would get any time, so the first thing she did was she may had a video made for me when she went to the fit expo in Chicago and some big name bodybuilders. I'm not like a big, I, I honestly don't know that much about all of the, the Olympias, but it was, um, Jay Cutler, and um, I think it's Oksana. Is that her name? Yes. I'm I'm horrible. I'm horrible with names. But she had videos and pictures made, and anytime I would get upset, she would show me these pictures and videos, and she would not let me have them until I did my first show. But she would show them to me and tease me with it. Or she would show me my own pictures, my own transformations, and she always kept a log of, you know, my progress, where I was at, you know, she's very scientific in her calculations and her um, food. And then she would be honest with me. She would, you know, she would tell me, okay, you're not ready. We need to do this. Or, you know, you're slacking here. And if I was doing good, she would tell me. You know, she was, she was honest but always constructively. And I think that's another important thing is to, to understand, like, it's not always about, you know, accepting that constructive criticism is a way to grow. It's not a chastisement. It's not saying that you're doing something wrong or that you're not good enough, but it's saying you're not doing what you can be doing. It's that it's with love to say, you've got this in you. Don't give up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you know, yep. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, she does yeah. a very good job. Let, let me jump in on this uh, because this is a, uh, even recently I, I've been, I mean, really shot down for speaking honestly. And it's something, if you really care about the people, that you have to do. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I can remember when I was working up in uh, Tinley at the L.A. Fitness, and one of the guys, you know, cussed me out right there on the floor because he just wasn't going to do right, and he wanted to do it his way. And no matter what I said, you know, he just felt like, you know, he'd had enough. I'm the devil, and I should burn in hell. And he was dead set on the pits of hell opening up, me falling back in and going home. And it did not matter because I said, you know, your health is still more than my pride. And he was just so adamant about it. And I think it was maybe three or four years ago he reached out to me, and I said, you know, I told you so doesn't doesn't rain with me. It, it's never been a part of who I am. That's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I just want you fixed, and I want you healthy, and that's always going to be paramount as to the conversation we have. And there's a lot of people that just don't understand that when I, when uh, trainers are having these conversations or nutritionists are having these conversations or people that care about you are having these conversations because you matter enough for me to tell you the truth. And it's not like we want to say it. It's not like you want to hear it. But both have to happen because it's necessary. And I've seen many people take it correctly, and more than enough people, especially in this day and age that we live in, with so much hatred and so much anger and frustration already built up, we're just basically the the straw that broke the camel's back. And it's, it's going to happen. It's part of the business. And if you don't have a thick skin, you've got a rough road to hope. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. No, no, that's quite all right. All I was going to say is that, I, you know, they probably heard us or Kaylin say before that, you know, you see coaches that tell their clients anything they want to hear when it's the last thing they should be telling them. And so it's yeah. good to have that. It's good to have that degree of honesty. Um, a question that I have for you, Angel, is: I mean, you've lost eighty-five pounds. You've gone through quite a physical transformation. Other than outside of, I should say, the natural bodybuilding experience, how has life changed for you? Now that you are, I mean, physically, you are a whole different person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, God, that's, 
I never really thought about that, honestly. Because, you know, sometimes I, you get, I would just say people no, who are heavier and then they become skinnier, they feel like people react to them differently or treat them differently. And then I guess I'm wondering if you had experienced anything like that. Um, not, Certainly not in a negative way. Uh, the A lot of what I've experienced, I, I've, even though I, f- I feel so small <laughs> compared to what I used to be because I, I was bigger, I realize now that I'm I'm that girl in the gym that people are intimidated by, whereas I mm-hmm. feel like I'm so not intimidating. <laughs> like, I'm over here, like, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm trying to pick up, like, today I was, you know, deadlifting. I was like, this is so heavy, like, in my head. I'm, I'm such a dork, and I'm such... I'm such a nerd and I'm so like, I'm silly and with it, but I guess I put on that gym face and I don't even realize it's on. So I've, I've had that, um, I've had that comment before about um, clients or friends or, or people reaching out because they just want to be stronger. And they're like, I want to be strong as you. And I'm over here. Like, I'm, I'm not that strong. Like I want to be strong like this person. So I, I just always look for, I always look for more, you know, to do um, and how to how to better myself and turn that into helping someone else. So I never never really gave thought much to how I actually I feel I feel to be honest with you I feel the same. I wasn't happy at that size. My my reasoning for you know for losing the weight and changing was all because I couldn't care for my son. I mean, if I could care for him, I probably would still be 200 pounds and happy as could be even though I wasn't healthy. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, good, all good perspective to have. Um, Linda wants to know, what does your future look like and what do you need to do to get there? My future. My future, future looks like a road to pro. That's, that's, oh, my, okay. that's my goal. Is road is road to pro. To get there is going to take a lot of work and blood and sweat and tears and coffee. <laughs> Lots of coffee. Love it. Love it. I definitely want to keep competing. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't All right. No, nope, go ahead. Oh, I just thought, yeah, it's going to keep competing, uh, training clients, and continuing on this path and seeing where it takes me. All right, very good. Uh, Deborah is wondering, um, how can you be reached if folks are interested in training with you or just reaching out to you? Where can they find you? Uh, My email uh, is probably the best way if you're not on social media. My email is uh should I go ahead and just give you email? Yeah. It's yeah. Em- okay. It's it's empowered. Um E M P O W E R E D dot fit dot angel. Slower. Yeah, I like that. Wow. Oh, okay, yeah. Empowered dot fit dot angel at and then I'm on Instagram. My Instagram is public, and it's at um, Tattoo Fit Mom. So T A T number two Fit Mom. <laughs> clever, clever this one. Very I'm clever. clever sometimes. I have moments. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Now there's, there's something that I, I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah, you go right ahead. Tattoo Mom. Yeah. You are. <laughs> <laughs> and this one applies to you and as 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 fit moms and and diets and children and dealing with today's culture of do what you want, do what you like. As trainers, as mothers, you already know that that's just not possible, and still be healthy, mentally or physically. Mm-hmm. What kind of battles do you have to deal with as mothers? where this comes to be a point of contention with your child. And this is from Samuel. 
You want to go first? Sure. Either one. Go ahead. Oh, oh, me, go ahead. Yeah, um, Des hates silence. Des hates it. Des hates going first? Okay, I'll go first. No, um, no, Des hates silence. She hates the silence. <laughs> oh, she, okay. All right, well, let's not make it awkward then. Yes. <laughs> um, point of contention with the children. I don't know how much I can offer with that because m- my daughter is, she's kind of a, she's not your typical, typical kid growing up with a special needs sibling. She's, she's been thrown into a lot of adult situations. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of been forced to grow up a little bit quicker and she embraces, you know, kind of the healthy, healthier lifestyle. You know, she jogs and she does her own, her own uh, workouts that she likes to do. Uh, Food-wise, uh, she jokes that all we have in our fridge is medicine and vegetables. But other than that, she, you know, she, she really doesn't eat them. She doesn't eat a lot of junk. She's very active. Uh, she's never been the one to kind of, kind of do what the kids do. At least that I see, they don't. They, she doesn't watch a lot of TV. She's always, always outside, helping around the farm and things like that. So wow. I don't. Within my own family, yes, we live on a farm. Within my own about, family. About that. <laughs> I can't give you my whole life story in just like this small, this small time frame. Um, she. Uh, I guess, like I said, within my own family, it, it hasn't really been a very difficult thing for me to have to battle with. It's always just been part of her life, too, so she she's always kind of fallen in line with it. And that's, I mean, I'd say that would sound pretty uh, similar to my experience. My kids' biggest complaint is that we have no food or no food that they care to eat or that not everybody wants to eat like you mom type of rhetoric. And (laughs) (laughs) where is the food? (laughs) I'm like, we have all kinds of food. You just don't want what I have. There's a difference. There's a difference between no food and wanting the food that's available to you. But I mean, that really is their biggest complaint. I mean, my son has been coming to the gym uh, with me for quite a while, and now my oldest daughter has started doing that. And my youngest daughter, if I could get her into the gym, or at least the gym that I belong to, she would she would tag along too. So, really, don't have a lot of points of contention uh, with my kiddos. It may not be the case for everybody, but I've been very blessed, just as Angel has been blessed with uh, with that. Um, <clears throat> a pretty easy scenario there. And the farm. So talk to us about yeah. the farm because Kate wants to know what's going on at the farm. <laughs> um, it's. I mean, I, I say farm mostly. We don't really. We did have. Um, we did have my family's. It's my family's farm. Uh, we. I actually live with. Not with, but my my brother and my parents are nearby. So my my whole family is here, and um, and then the rest of our family, extended family, is in Missouri. But we've always. We've always been outdoor people. We've, you know, we cook out a lot. We on the farm. We don't go out to eat a lot. Huh? I said outdoors on the farm. Outdoors on the farm. Yeah, my daughter more so than me. Um, I I stay in more with, with James, um, depending on weather. But, but yeah, she she helps um, she helps put up fencing and um, on the farm. You know, digging on the farm. On the yes. farm. On. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> on the farm. We right now we don't have yes. any like so we don't have any animals. We did we did have some horses. Um Yeah, but no no horses anymore. So we'll we'll get more later. Do you have any goats? That's what I wanna know. Uh not oh. yet. Not yet. <laughs> if my brother had his way we would have we don't so have any goats. Dogs. <laughs> well, and well, my youngest wants those fainting goats because I'm like those poor things with my family and my kids, they'd be passed it on the ground twenty. Oh yeah, seconds. oh yeah. That, no, it because would be it would be a disaster. No oh my gosh! And if you don't, if you guys don't know, the fainting goats, they don't really faint, but if they're surprised or startled, 
something happens and they like momentarily become paralyzed and they just fall over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> look, they look like they fainted, but they haven't. And all you have to do is come up and like behind them and scare them even just slightly and they'll just fall over. And it only yeah, lasts for like fall. a couple of seconds. And then they just pop back up and they go on their little, little goat ways. Mm-hmm. I, feel like so that, anyway. I feel like it's not good to do repetitively, but. Uh... <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> Probably not. That's why I don't think the fainting ghosts will be in our future, but, you know, we we talk about it a lot. But anyway, okay, just a couple minutes left. Um, last thought for the night. What words of motivation or encouragement would you have for a, a newbie natural bodybuilder out there? Oh, gosh, there's so much that you could say. Um, listen, listen to your coaches. Um, get a posing coach. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and trust, really trust the process. I, oh, yeah. E- even up down. until, even up until the, the day of, of the show, the morning of the show, I didn't come in as lean as I wanted to. Like in my head, I had this vision of what I was going to look like. And I just thought I was going to wake up that morning and it was going to happen. But I also, you know, I was also happy with where I came from. I, I got on that stage and I accomplished my goal. So no matter what happens, be happy with where you've come. You know, your body is going to, your body's going to do what your body's going to do. And it's not going to look like the other person. Don't look at the other competitors. Don't compare yourself to anybody do what your body is going to do and bring the best that you can bring and then you bring your best at the next show and the next show you just you keep going you don't get discouraged and listen to the the coaches and the judges all right folks there you have it angel brazil our first time natty figure competitor on her road on the road to the pro show and i'm sure it will happen for her in the future um you guys (laughs) whenever it's going to happen it's going to happen because you know I feel like I've said so many shout outs, but um Amira Spielman was my prep coach. Yeah. Uh she's amazing. Um I do not and will not do competition prep, so find a find a prep coach. Uh posing coach was Tina Johnson. Uh she's O C B and also MPC. And my gym, uh the Fit Club, William Crowder, the owner, um, and Ben Edmonds, my, my coworker and motivators. So yeah, and um, I, there's too many friends to name. Uh, there's way too many, but those have been the instrumental people on, on the daily basis that have been there. Well, amen to that. And uh, I, I'd love to just uh, say congratulations on doing it. I mean, it, it's plenty of people, and I say this every year. There's thousands of people that plan to compete, and there's only 100 or so that actually make it to completion. Because life happens, uh, some people realize mm-hmm. they've been off where they, they could chew. Other people thought, you know, it was going to be easy. There, there's so many thoughts going into a prep, but then there's reality that basically puts you in line to what you're getting into. And I've said this about every sport I know: it's not for everyone. It's not supposed to be for everyone, and it's not easy. Right. If it was, it wouldn't be a sport. It would be a hobby. So we call it a hobby, but I'm telling you, it's much more than that because there's so much of your life that goes into it. So with that Mm -hmm. in mind, and on behalf of Dez and P4P, and thank God for Snickerdoodle, and we'll bring it to the farm if we have to so you can understand exactly (laughs) why I love Snickerdoodle so much. Uh, Thank you so much. Uh, Any last words before we end the show? Thank you, guys, and... If you're out there and you're looking 
to start a journey or you're on a journey, don't stop. And don't let anyone tell you you need to. Hey, I can hear that. I can definitely hear that. Uh, Big shout-out to everybody that's a part of uh, Natural Fitness. Big shout-out to anyone that's looking to get on stage first. You hear it live and in person, sort of, on the radio. And so it's being done all the time, people. And you just had a witness that can speak about it because she just stepped off stage not even two weeks ago. So with that in mind... Kaylin Patterson, Desiree, our wonderful guest for the night, Miss Brazil. Great job. Keep on doing what you're doing and keep on motivating the masses. We are.